Amen. Those of you who eat and some people don't. Amen. Isaiah chapter 25. And if you don't uh, have it in person, you can look at the Bible and repeat online. You can just hear me read it. Now, I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation, Isaiah chapter 25, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Uh, let's go to verse number 5. Or like the relentless heat of the desert, but you silence the roar of foreign nations. As the shade of a cloud cools relentless heat, so the boastful songs of ruthless people are still. In Jerusalem, the Lord of Heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged, iron-choice meat. Verse 7. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. Verse number 8, Isaiah chapter 25. Lord have mercy. He will. Someone say he will. Swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken it. In that day, the people will proclaim, This is our God. In that day, the people will proclaim, This is our God. Help me, Holy Ghost, this morning. We trusted in him, and he saved us. The old King James, New King James Version says, We waited on him, and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we have waited. New Living says, We trusted in him, and he has saved us. Uh, the King James, New King James says, we waited in him, we waited on him, and he has saved us. So we are between trusting and waiting. We're between trusting and waiting. And notice here it says, let us rejoice in the salvation that he brings. Let us rejoice in the salvation that he brings. Yeah, I will just keep trying until it sticks, okay? Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. And the uh, guy will just put a message out on uh, Facebook that they can go to Instagram until we get this situated, please, if that's possible. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. And we're going to look at a few things here. Now, I, I got some work to do. And I never hold you long. You know, whenever I stand, you know you're going to be in a little longer than when Pastor Josh preaches. Pastor Josh preaches, he lets you go times one, two, three. You know, when I preach to you, you know, I'm talking to you and checking on you and all of that kind of stuff and get all caught up and everything. So you already know I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bit, but uh, just give me a second. I want to deal with this. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. And let's look at this because of its significance. I, I, I cannot stress it enough. Uh, how important this is. Let's 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 start. It's a story, so let's let's skip a few verses and look at it. Okay, Luke's Gospel, chapter twenty-four, verse twenty, verse thirteen. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village. Were walking to the village of Emmaus, eleven kilometers from Jerusalem. Now, 
As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, notice what the Bible says. Uh, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. <laughs> now I want you to paint, I want to paint this picture in your imagination. Imagine you just randomly walking. Now we're not in Jerusalem. Uh, for the most part, we're on concrete streets uh, somewhere in USA, US of A. All right? And while you're walking on the street, all of a sudden, Jesus appears. But notice the train of the text. Verse number 16. Come here. Let's look at it. Verse 16. It says, but God kept them from recognizing him. So he was there, but they didn't know he was there. He is there. This is a post-resurrection scene. He is there, but they don't know that he's there. I want to stop here for a moment because I, I want to really submit to you, and I've been praying about this all week, just meditating on this all week. I want to submit to us that a lot of times God is there and we don't recognize him. Uh, in our jobs, in our homes, in ways that don't often make sense. The Bible says he came upon them, came in the midst of them, and they did not recognize him. So it's possible to be in front of Jesus and not know he's there. Now, let's, let's go a step further. He asked them a question. What are you discussing so intently as you walk alone? And look at what Jesus said. Look at what happens. They stop short. Sadness written across their faces. Now it's interesting. They stop short. Sadness written across their faces. So as he's asking them what's going on, he reads their body language. How many of you can attest that uh, you can sometimes know what someone is thinking just by their response in front of you? There are ways in which our bodies communicate even when we don't usher a word. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so they know he noticed the continents. He noticed how they responded. He noticed what was going on on the inside of them. And I want to stop there for a minute because sometimes we don't think God is there in our sad moments. We sometimes don't think God is there in moments that don't make sense. Uh, we sang a song years ago, Sweet Hour Prayer. Sweet Hour Prayer that brought me from a world of care. And, and there was a line in that song uh, that, that says something like this. Uh, in seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief. How does my soul find relief? My soul doesn't find relief because of how many followers I have on Instagram. Come on here. My soul doesn't find relief because of how many people like what I post on, in, on TikTok. My soul finds relief in what God said about my life. And we're living in a society that looks for the approval of people for everything. Don't you see it? How 
presence of God in front of us. Amen. Notice what the Bible says. Uh, we, we come now to a particular moment in time that speaks exactly to where God has us. And the Bible says, the Bible says uh, that he's looking and he says to them, what things? What things? What, what are the things? What are the things in particular that are causing your heart to be heavy? What are the things in particular that are breaking you down? <laughs> and, and notice, Bible says, Cleophas replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. And so he looks back and says, well, what, what, what happened? And they said, uh, verse 19, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, he was a prophet. Wait a minute. He told them for the longest that he was set to die. I told you last Sunday that Jesus was born to die. Now when they're speaking, they're saying he was a prophet, not he is a prophet, because they see Good Friday as the final picture. And because they see Good Friday as the final picture, they feel defeated because their hero has died. And they've got egg written across their face, splattered because they took the dive in trusting him, and now he's not there. What do you do when heaven is silent in your time of need? What do you do when heaven is silent and you're trying to make a decision and you don't know how to make it? Notice what happens. He was a prophet who did miracles. He was a mighty teacher. And notice here, in the eyes of God and all the people, but our leading priests handed him over, verse 20, to be condemned to death, and they crucified him, verse 21. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. We had hoped he was the Messiah, but this happened three days ago. Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I go with that now? Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I thought, I thought, I thought he told us that in three days he would rise from the dead. And now, three days later, the people he told, instead of them standing by the tomb to see when he would get out, they're hiding away from everyone. It took a woman, all the ladies in the house, <laughs> took a woman to go to the tomb to look. She becomes the apostle to the apostles to tell them he's not there. But Jewish custom of that time would require her because they did not see her as having a voice to go and find two other men that could validate the story. And she goes back to the disciples and they still don't believe. What does that mean? That means it's very possible 
to get in such a moment of distress, such a moment of frustration, that you can both believe God and at the same time have absolutely no confidence your circumstance can change. Am I talking to anybody this morning? It is possible to say to the disciples, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. And notice now where we're headed with this. The Bible declares unto us and tells us something very profound. He tried. The Bible tells us something very profound. And the Bible says that they began. Verse 24. Some of our men ran out to sea. And sure enough, his body was gone just as the woman had said. Now, here's where I want to land. Here's where I want to hold the tension of our text this morning. Notice the tension of our passage this morning. The tension of our passage this morning is very simple. Here comes Jesus. Jesus has resurrected. How many of you know he lives? Ah, he, that's good to clap about. He lives. So we're not looking at it from normally. Uh, the trend is to look at the story on the opposite end leading up to the resurrection. I want to speed the dial a little bit because of what I'm looking at at this particular passage of Scripture. Stay with me because there's something I want to point out to us this morning. Notice what happens. Uh, verse 24 says, Some of our men ran to go and see, and sure enough, his body was gone just as the woman had said. But that was still not enough because some folk are thinking now, well, since this has happened, maybe a grave robber came and took the body from the grave. But notice what happens, and this is really where I want to I get at this morning, uh, because uh, for somebody, I don't know who this word is for, but somebody, you've been waiting, you've been waiting on God for something, and it hasn't happened yet, and you've been waiting so long, it looks like it's never going to happen. And God sent me to tell you this morning, despite what you're going through, despite what it looks like, your wait is worth it. I want you right now, just say right now, waiting on God is worth the wait. Say it again. Waiting on God is worth the wait. You listen to me on Instagram. Waiting on God is worth the wait. Bible says, hallelujah. Bible says, verse 27, then Jesus took them through the rhymes of Moses. Here's where I want to land. And all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Why is this important? Why is this important? Jesus does something very interesting. In his response <laughs> to their sadness, in his response to their frustration, in his response to their humiliation. He does not simply flash them and say, I am he. He deliberately takes them back to the word. He takes them to the scriptures. Why does he take them to the scriptures? He takes them to the scriptures. 
And notice what happens. He says, explaining, verse 27, from all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Now, verse 28. Can we put it on the screen? Can we do that? Verse 28. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 28. Are you with me? Now, let's look at this here. Uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 28. That's why I thank God for technology, but I don't, I don't just rely on technology alone. I bring my book with me every time I preach. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here we go. And they drew nigh to the village where they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Now, here's where I want us to look. Go to verse number 29. And look at this. Look at this. All right? But they constrained him. So Jesus was getting ready to leave them. But they constrained him, and they said, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in and stayed with them. That word tarry there in the old King James means he stayed with them. So, as this is happening, <laughs> they are hosting Jesus. Jesus is staying in their house. But they don't know it's Jesus. My God, what a sight. Jesus doesn't want an Airbnb. He does not want a five-star hotel. He simply wants to come into their house. And I want to say to you, this Easter Sunday morning, whether you're hearing me in this house or hearing me online, Jesus wants to sit in the house of your heart. The Bible says he is in their house. I'm on verse 30. Look at what the Bible says. And it came to pass. Somebody said it came to pass. Came to pass. Say it like you mean it. It came to pass. Came to pass. As he sat at the table with them. So they were still trying to understand who he was. Until he sat down. There was something so powerful about Jesus sitting down. Because uh, it brings back memories of a former season. Wow. When he sits down, he does something very unique. I feel like preaching this one. The Bible says he took the bread. Somebody say he took the bread. I want to show you just in what Jesus does in verse 30, what he also does in your life. He took the bread. And he blessed the bread. And after he took the bread, and after he blessed the bread, he then broke the bread. And after he took the bread, and after he blessed the bread, and after he broke the bread, then he gave the bread. I want to submit to you this morning, that's the same thing God does in your life. He takes you. He takes you off a drug. He takes you out of bad situations. He takes you out of sin. He takes you out of stuff. He takes you out of the muck and the mire. He takes you out of your mess so that he might bless you. But he doesn't stop at just taking you. He doesn't stop at just blessing you. After he blesses you, he's got to break you. Yes. We love being taken. I'm with Jesus. I love, I'm enjoying Jesus. Hallelujah. We love being taken. And we love being blessed. But we don't like being broken. We love being taken. We love being blessed. 
God is. He took the bread, takes you, blesses it, blesses you, and then broke them. Breaks them to give them. He breaks them to give them. Something interesting happens. Don't miss it when he takes the bread. Blesses it. Breaks it. And gives it. Next verse. Look at this. Look at this. When I was reading this this week, it blessed me. Verse 31. And their eyes were what? Open. Their eyes were what? Open. Their eyes were what? Open. So the whole time, they were seeing blind. The whole time they were walking blind. They could see visibly, but they could not see in the eye of their spirit. That's why Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 reminds us his prayer is that the eyes of our understanding might be open. What is the eyes of your understanding? The eyes of your understanding are not what you see with your peripherals. The eyes of your understanding are not what you see with glasses on. You can have all of this and still be spiritually blind. It's when God says to your inner man, let there be light. That light emerges. And the Bible says, and their eyes were open. Somebody shot their eyes were open. Saying that their eyes were open. I want you to understand this morning, this Easter Sunday, God is going to open up your eyes. And you're going to see what it really is and not what you think it is. And their eyes were open. <laughs> and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. Wow. How in the world do you make sense of this, Jesus? You open up our eyes and then you leave us. Mm. Jesus, the arrow. Tomorrow, modern colloquialism. Why are you leaving us hanging? He opens up their eyes. And they recognize who he is. And then he vanishes out of their sight. Verse 32. I'm getting to where I need to get. Verse 32. And the Bible says, they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us? I thought I heard Jeremiah say it was just like fire shut up in our bones. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scriptures? So before the resurrection, even though the scriptures were open, the scriptures were closed because our eyes could not see Jesus as the fulfillment of the scriptures. Wow. Wow. So, so he now opens their eyes while he's in front of them. He already died. Already rose. Already came out the grave. Early Sunday morning already happened. And even though it happened, they don't realize 
Let's do let our hearts burn while they explain the scriptures to him, to us. Now I, I want to, I want to go backwards for a second. Notice in verse 27. You know what I'm about to run you real quick. Stay with me. Verse 27. Verse 27. I'm about to get out of here. We all about to get out of here. Notice what he says here. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them and all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now I want you to go very quickly to verse number 45. We'll go before that. Go to verse 32. Sorry. Verse 32. Then verse 45. Verse 32. Are you with me? Stay with me. Verse 32. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened up the what? The scriptures. So we see in verse 27, he does what? Opens the scriptures. Verse 32, what does he do? Opens the scriptures. Go to verse 45. Once you get this, go to verse 45. Then he opened their understanding that they might what? Understand, comprehend the what? The scriptures. So you mean to tell me these are preachers that don't know the word? Wow. Hello. Did you hear what I said? These are preachers that don't know the word. They heard the word, but they don't know the word because when the word was standing in front of them, they couldn't see it. Good, good. So he has to open the scripture. You would think that after the resurrection, there would be a cheerleading squad outside the tomb. But when the tomb is open, there's no cheerleading squad because everybody thought the story was over. Mm -hmm. ah, but that's not how yes. the story is. Yes. Yes. Notice he continues Ask the Lord this week a strange question. I said, Lord, when I was in prayer, I'm closing with this few more minutes. Why are you constantly opening and revealing to your disciples about the scriptures after you got up? Lord spoke to me and said, Son, because you really can't understand my resurrection yes. until your mind has been renewed. And Jesus continues spending time with them in the scriptures. He's retelling the story to open their minds. So that tells us that no matter how much you tell somebody in the street, you need to know Jesus. You need to get saved. Until God opens their minds up, you're talking a foreign language to them because no one can change you except God. Newsflash. You can't change a man, can't change a woman, can't change anybody until God changes the heart. Yes. We learn three things about the resurrection. First of all, the resurrection is a reprogramming. The resurrection is a reprogramming. The resurrection is uh, a reprogramming. Secondly, I noticed last night when I went to sleep and charged my devices, I leave my devices out of the bedroom. When I woke up, 
touch one of my devices this morning and let me know that overnight the phone had upgraded. How many of you know now the phone upgrade whether you give it permission or not? How many of you know an Apple upgrade whether you told it to or not? How many of you ever had your phone? Talk to me. And you look at your phone and the app looked different than it did when you went to bed the night before. Because they don't change something inside of it. And so I, I've come to realize, Sister Joseph from Detroit, I've come to realize that the resurrection is a reprogram. But the resurrection is also a hard reset. It is a hard reset because we are going again from creation to redemption. At creation, we understand that woman was formed out of the rib of the first Adam. But now, here we are. It's indicative of what happened in 1945 oh, as we were getting ready to deal with the atrocities of World War II. Scientists had come together and they found a way to split an atom. And when they split an atom and they dropped it on Hiroshima, it collided and exploded into the atomic bomb. I wish I could have a conversation in my sanctified imagination with Brother Albert Einstein. If I had an opportunity to talk to Einstein, I would tell Einstein that the first time an atom was split was not in World War II. But when the second atom had been split, at creation, the first atom, I wish I could do this like I feel at this point. The first atom split and we get an eat. But when they pierced him in his side, and out came blood and water. This time around, the atom is split. Yes. But this time, we don't get an eve. But through the blood and the water. Yes. The blood is symbolic of the Jew. The water is symbolic of the Gentile. Which is why Paul says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first blood, but also to the Greek water. Wow. It is connected to what happens on the cross. And this is a hard reset because of what takes place from creation to redemption. So the resurrection is a reprogram. The resurrection is a hard reset. And the resurrection happens in time and to time. I'm going to say it again. The resurrection happens in time, but the resurrection happens to time. Once Jesus is resurrected, time. Before daylight savings could ever be invented, before Benjamin Franklin could ever argue for it, daylight shifts forever early Sunday morning. Wow. Come on. When he steps out of the grave, unlike Lazarus, Lazarus had grave clothes on him. I want to argue this morning that when Lazarus got up, that was not. 
25. I feel good now. Isaiah chapter 25. And notice what happens in Isaiah chapter 25. Ah, if I could use for thought this morning, it would be in plain sight. I submit to you that God's got miracles that are in plain sight. It does not seem like it. It does not feel like it. But it's in plain sight. They often say about certain crimes, certain crimes get handled and the perpetrator is hiding in plain sight. The perpetrator was deaf, but it could not hide in plain sight because Jesus took the sting out of death. What is he trying to do? Isaiah, before it happens, sees something and I, I want to look at what he sees. I want to look at what he sees because it is so tremendous that if we're not careful, Isaiah 25 and verse number 8, Isaiah 25 and verse number 8, so I close this message. I've never seen it like this before, but woo, this week it blew my mind. When I was reading this word this week, my mind started flooding. I had to help myself because I was so amazed by what it says. And notice what he said. He said, I will swallow up death in victory. I thought about how I often drink. Lord, and when I drink water, I swallow it. I can see in my mind's eye a cup. And in the cup, as he's hanging there, he bowed his head and said, and it's finished. Begins to swallow this drink called death. And as he swallows, Death, immediately, yes. he gets the victory. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says the Lord God will wipe every tear. Yes. <laughs> I came to tell somebody who's cried some tears in this pandemic as a result of the resurrection, he's going to wipe yes. every tear from all of our faces and the rebuke of his people shall be taken away from all the earth. Why? Because not only did he die for the sins of mankind, but when we see him, we climb on that cross too. And by his stripes, we too are healed. Yes. I want to submit to you this morning, softly, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you face, no matter what it looks like, no matter who's written you off, no matter who's left you, no matter who's walked away, he is still there. He's going to swallow. It's going to take a swallow. Grandfather was country. <laughs> and I'd be drinking something. He'd look at me, give me a Swiss of that. I said, what? Well, give me a Swiss of that. Give it to me. 
thirsty. Here is death. <laughs> I will hear his death before the two generations Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob they all took a swallow and died but this time the drink remains in the hand of the victor had no power once he Church main Instagram pages and prepare ours. 
as we prepare our hearts to give today, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you for what you've done and what you're continuing to do. And God, I will make sure as soon as the service is over that we get this on all of our platforms that everyone is able to receive the word of the Lord today. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Uh, we have multiple ways to be able to give. Give. Tithe, offering, to cash app, dollar sign, global, fire now. Give via Zelle, globalfirenow, gmail.com. Give online, globalfirenow.com. Give via text, the word global, to 514 00. God's doing something, even right now. Just if you're online, on site, just look your hands, your hands to the Lord. Still look your hands to the Lord. Still look your hands to the Lord. All the days this has been all to call as it's your hands to the Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you've got miracles you're going to release in plain sight. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You've got miracles you're going to release in plain sight. I thank you for touching your people. I thank you for touching your people. I thank you for touching your people in the name of Jesus. 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 I thank you for touching your people. Thank you for touching Mother Williams' brother. In the name of Jesus. A brother-in-law. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing minds. Thank you for breaking yokes. Thank you for breaking chains. Some of you even online. Come against every spirit of weariness, depression, despondency. In the name of Jesus, even now, Lord, heal you and touch you and cover you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. May his peace be over you. May his peace be upon you. I lay my hands on you. May his peace be upon you. Receive his peace. Receive his peace. Receive his peace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Strength be in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for touching your people. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you. We receive by faith now. In Jesus' name, this word is ministered to you. Be obedient to God. So to him in this moment. So to this anointing right now. Online, on site, wherever you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In plain sight. In plain sight. In plain sight. In plain sight. This is pristine. In plain sight. Expect a miracle this week. This week. You go back on. Expect it. Unusual. 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 I'm going to share a testimony with you. Sister Sheree expected. Those of you streaming, I declare this is a week of miracles. A week of miracles. I got a phone call this week. Can't talk too much about it. I got a phone call this week. It's 
someone I've known a long time called me and said, I never knew that all this time I've known you, that this entire time you have been, you are what I've been looking for. Did you hear what I said? In plain sight. Someone I talked to. But who would have thought that in this moment, God would use us for something. God is going to use you as a solution to somebody. Instead of just looking job to job and career to career, ask God, how, who can I be a blessing to? And allow him to bless you in that way. Because if you go in a position to be a blessing, you get blessed. If you go in just to get another job and a check, uh, then when the job or the check gets low, they throw you out. Hello, somebody. But if you go to be a blessing, I can't let go of her. I can't let go of her. I can't let go of her. She, she helps me too much. Hello. God is going to position you in proximity to power. I don't know who this word is for. In plain sight. Hello, Josh. Share the word Friday. Good Friday. Share the word. Got off the pulpit. A gentleman walked up to him. After he's getting ready to walk out the door, I got an opportunity for you. Remember that? You text me that. In plain sight. It's going to happen again this week. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I tell you, this weekend, I, I, my sleep patterns sometimes change all the time. This weekend, I had so much sleep. Every time I turn around, I had to dream about this, dream about that. Waking up right now. I'm telling you, God is going to give you peace in the midst of this pandemic. He's going to give you peace of mind in the midst of everybody else losing them. He's going to give you peace. You hear what I'm saying to you? He's going to do it. And when he does it, you'll know it's God. You'll know it's God. Father, I've done what you told me to say. I've done what you told me to do. Confirm this word with signs and wonders following. I've sold this word, and I pray that it would resonate in your people. Bless the saints as they sow into this work that you've given us to do. I thank you for doing it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Online and outside, let's just thank God for what he's done today. Hallelujah. I'm going to be making some major changes. Well, I'll tell you like I used to say in the old, old days back on Newport. Uh, if you, when you connect to this ministry, change is our little name. <laughs> Everything will change me except Jesus. We're making some changes, good changes, of course, but it will enable us to uh, continue what we are doing uh, and to continue the work of God uh, in, a, in a great way. Amen? Uh, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, First Lady and I have been really praying a lot about some of the things that we really cover. It's going to be a blessing today. Amen? Uh, I want you to also know. I have not gotten the paperwork yet, uh, but the uh, state of New York uh, took out payment this week uh, for the incorporation of our Bible school. Amen. Amen. We've been waiting. We've been waiting almost eight months, uh, and I called the accountant because we had sent the paperwork in, and it seemed like the state has been backed up on everything. But our school of theology, our ministry school. Uh, that the Lord had told us. I don't know many of you, some of you might not remember, but Pastor Gia came, I remember that, in 2019, and said to start the school. 
And uh, it took us a little while to get that done, but the paperwork should be in the mail soon. So by this fall, we'll be able to offer courses and certifications, and eventually we're going to work out with partners to have people that want to go further in Bible knowledge and things uh, to do that to be a blessing. Amen. Is that wonderful? Amen. Amen. I mean, you guys already know I'm a teacher anyway, right? So uh, you'll be able to be continually growing in the Word and get, get certification and stuff on your wall as a result. Amen. Let's stand in the house of God. Oh, they're clapping. Amen. Amen. They're clapping. Amen. My daughter's saying, Daddy, again, I'm coming home. Amen. I'm coming home. Easter, Easter dinner. I'm coming home. I might not cook it, but we're going to eat. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I pray that you are blessed today to enjoy your week. Okay? Enjoy your week. Don't drive your parents crazy. Amen. All of you online, your kids are out of school. God bless you. Amen. I pray for Disney Plus and everything else in between and Netflix and Hulu and all that good stuff. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. May his confidence be with you. And may he give you his peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Always abounding in the things of the Lord. And we say together, God bless who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, I'm going to come to the back so uh, I can just greet you. Amen. And bless you as you go.